We continue today with a discussion on Oneg Shabbat. In our previous shiur, we discussed the requirement of Oneg Shabbat in having three meals during the Shabbat as the primary expression of Oneg Shabbat. But we need to ask ourselves, what is it that constitutes a meal for the purpose of these three meals of Shabbat? In the broad sense, in halacha, a meal, a seuda, is defined by eating bread, pat. Kviat seuda is predominantly a thing that is done with, is predominantly done with bread. The bread is that which defines a meal, distinguishes eating a snack and eating a meal. The bread is seen as the core of the meal in halacha. Other things that accompany the bread are melapet hapat, they accompany the pat, the bread, they are not the center of the meal. Consequently and similarly, we would assume that um, a meal on Shabbat is defined by bread. And that seems to be exactly what the Rambam teaches us in Hilchot Shabbat Perek Lamed, Halacha Tet. He begins the halacha, Chayav Adam Le'echol Shalosh Seudot B'Shabbat, the halacha of having to eat three meals, being required to eat three meals during Shabbat. And then the Rambam concludes the halacha, what's kovea, what determines, defines each of these three meals. We'll leave the yayin aside for the moment. We'll get back to it later on. The second half says the Rambam, to be botseya and two loaves. First of all, the use of kikarot indicates that the bread needs to be whole. This is a halacha that is true in the broad sense of hilchot brachot, that ideally one should say his hamotzi on a complete bread and only then break the bread. Um, and Similarly, we find the halacha in reference to Shabbat. But, the Rambam adds in an additional factor, shtei kikarot, two loaves of bread. The same kind of psak halacha we find in the Shulchan Aruch, in Siman Reish Ein Daled, Seif Aleph, botzea al shtei kikarot, and in parentheses, that might be an addition of the Rama. Shleimot sheochez shtehem v'yado uvotzea tachtona. One is botzea and two loaves of bread. We therefore clearly see that a meal on Shabbat is defined by the use of bread, but we also see that there is a need for two 
loaves of bread. These two loaves of bread is what we usually call the Lechem Mishneh that we use at Shabbat meals. What is the source for this use of Lechem Mishneh? The source seems to be the Gemara in Shabbat, in Daf Kufyud Zayin Amudbet, the Gemara brings down a statement of Rabbi Abba, Amar Rabbi Abba, Beshabbat chayav adam livtsoa al shtei kikarot. On Shabbat, one is required to be botseya. And again, at this point, I am not defining the term botseya. We will see what it really indicates a little later. And to be botseya on two loaves of bread. Dichtiv lechemishne. As the Pasuk tells us, Lechemishne. What is the Pasuk that the um, Gemara is inferring to? It's a Pasuk in Shemot, in Perek Tetzayin, the Perek which deals with the story of the man coming down in the early days of the period in the Midbar when Akash Baruch Hu gives the Jews the man as a solution to their need for food. And here, in Pasuk Chafbed, it says, Vayhi bayom hashishi, laktu lechem shnei haomer lechad. On Friday, on the sixth day, they gathered lechem two omer, two measures of omer for each person. This seemed strange to them because every other day, as we saw previously, Vayamodu ba Omer Velohe Edif Hamarbe Vahamamit Lohirsir Ish Lefi Achlo Lakatu. Each person received precisely a measurement of an Omer, not more and not less. That was the daily portion. And here suddenly on Friday, there is a double portion, Shneha Omer. Therefore, come to Moshe and say what's going on here. And that leads to Moshe teaching them the halacha that man, they will not be able to gather and won't receive on Shabbat. They're getting a double portion on Friday for Shabbat as well. The Pasuk could well have said, Why use this term Lechem and something that seems to be redundant. Lechem Omer. Consequently, understands Rabbi Abba that the use of Lechem the addition of the term Lechem here, is meant to teach us a halacha for future generations that in reference to what is discussed here in the Psukim, the food for Shabbat, there need be lechem mishneh as there was in the man, a double portion. Therefore, says Rabbi Abba, one is required to be botseya with two loaves of bread. When we use the term botseya, what is it that we are relating to? 
are we relating to the broad term of making the bracha for the purpose of eating on two loaves of bread, but actually the use of bread, we could use only one loaf of bread, we could cut or break only one loaf of bread, if that is sufficient for what is necessary for those eating at the meal, then we could suffice with only one loaf of bread after having said the bracha. Or, is botseya as it literally means, to break bread, to be botseya, and here, therefore, we would say, livtsoa al shteki karot, to say the bracha and break, and cut both loaves of bread, for the purpose of eating during the Shabbat meal. This question seems to be a dispute amongst the Rishonim. The Gemara there in Kuf Zayin continues and tells us, teaches us about Rav Ashi. Rav Ashi states, Chazina lei lerav kahana denakat tarte uvatsachada. I observed Rav Kahana who would take both loaves of bread or two loaves of bread in his hand, but Batsa would break <coughs> only one of those two loaves. Namely, Rav Kahana would say the bracha on two loaves of bread, but would use only one, would break only one loaf of bread. And Rav Kahana's behavior was given or he gave an explanation to his behavior, Amal, Laktu Ktiv. Kana says, if you look at the Pasuk, the Pasuk speaks of Lakita, gathering, taking in hand, Laktu Lechemishneh. They gathered two bread, but it doesn't say that they necessarily used or ate both breads at the same time. The Gemara then continues and brings down the story about Rabbi Zeira. Rabbi Zeira have a batza akule sheruta. Rabbi Zeira would be botzea akule sheruta. What is this botzea akule sheruta? So there Rashi explains that batza akule sheruta means Prusagdola, he would take a large portion, a long, large chunk of bread. Vedailo ba leotas uda lichvod hashabbat, and the portion he took was large enough for the entire meal of Shabbat. This would be done for the purpose of kvod Shabbat to show the importance, the prominence of this meal that he eats a large portion. And it would appear that he is showing admiration and love for the meal of Shabbat by taking a large portion and giving significance to his eating during Shabbat. Accordingly, what the Gemara is reciting is that Rabbi Zeira would break a large piece of bread to eat throughout the meal, 
And then that, Amarle Ravina le Ravashi, Ravina questions Ravashi, how could Rabbi Zera do this? This appears like gregarious behavior, like something that he's grabbing without any uh, control, a large portion, just to suffice, just to fulfill his desires and needs. Amarlei answers Ravashi to Ravina, Kevan de kol yoma lo avid, since every day, usually, Rabbi Zera did not take such a large portion, Vahidna hud ka'avid, and now on Shabbat is the only time he's doing this, lo mechzeker avtanuta. It does not appear like gregarious behavior, but rather it is indication that he sees Shabbat as a special meal, meal in which there is an added dimension of eating because of Kvod Shabbat. If we take the understanding as we understood the Gemara according to Rashi, then only one loaf of bread, as Rav Kahana did, is necessary for the purpose of eating as long as when making the bracha, one holds in his hand two loaves of bread. And the latter part of the Gemara discusses the size and portion that a person is meant to take. And we really find that the Shulchan Aruch in Reish Ein Dalid in uh, Seif Bet writes, Mitzvah Livtzoa B'Shabbat Prusagdola to take a large piece, a large chunk, showing the element of Kvod Shabbat. But the Rashba on the sugya there uh, differs with Rashi in how to understand the story, how to understand the Gemara. The Rashba brings down Rashi's opinion and then goes on to question that opinion of Rashi. Says the Enomechuvar Beinai. This Understanding of Rashi's is not clear to me. It's not understandable to me. According to Rashi, the whole issue, the whole story was a question of Rabbi Zeira taking a large chunk, eating a large chunk, and whether there is grav tanuta in this behavior or not. Says Rashba, what does that have to do with the discussion of the sugya, the issue in Shabbat. The issue there in Shabbat is a question of the fulfillment of the halacha of pat and lechemishne. How to eat lechemishne. What difference does it make if one takes a big portion or not big portion as far as the necessity of lechemishne? That has to do with a different realm, a question of what size portion does one take as far as proper table manners as far as proper behavior of a host towards his guests. It doesn't have to do anything with the question of Lecha Mishnah. Furthermore, says the Rashba, Ve'od, de'adaraba, kol shehu marbeh b'chaticha ha've'ayin yafa. Says the Rashba on the contrary. If a person takes a large piece of bread, there is an element of Ayn Yafa. What is this Ayn Yafa? This um, behavior that shows largeness. 
כדי שיבצע בעין יפה. The Gemara in Brachot, which he had mentioned earlier, teaches us that the Baal Habayit, the host, when he says the bracha, and he should be the one to say the bracha, so that when he breaks the bread, he should take a slightly larger piece of bread, indicating to the guests, to the other participants in the meal, that they should be, feel free to take a nice, respectful portion, and not to be hesitant in how much they take. Says the Rashba, consequently, here too, by taking this large piece of bread, he is indicating to his guests, to the other participants, that they are free and it would be advisable, recommended, Mikvot Shabbat, they should take a large portion. If that's the case, says the Rashba, so so how does Ravina say that this constitutes Ravtanuta, some kind of gregarious behavior? And therefore, the Rashba interprets the Gemara differently. Says the Rashba, what the Gemara is telling us about Rabbi Zera is that, not that he took a large portion, but rather that Batsa he would break, cut, Kule Sheruta, all the bread that was there for the meal. In other words, he broke or cut both loaves of bread. And the purpose was to fulfill the halacha of Lecha Mishnah. On that comes Ravina and asks, but is that not gregarious behavior? And the answer given is, since this is done only on Shabbat, that in itself is indicative that it is done for the purpose of Kvod Shabbat and making this a more special, a more unique meal in which we freely eat larger amounts. We're not hesitant to break two loaves of bread. And therefore, there is no problem of Rav Tanuta. The Rashba's understanding seems to say that though originally in the Gemara we found that uh, Rav Kahana would only use, would only break one loaf of bread. Rabbi Zeira disagrees and responds to Ra- Rav Kahana's uh, a view or opinion and says that one should use both loaves of bread, cut both of them, break both loaves of bread. Consequently, we see that there is a dispute between Rashi and the Rashba, whether this Gemara is teaching us that Lechem Mishnah applies to Betzia, namely the whole picture that for the purpose of saying a bracha for eating, we need to have two loaves of bread, but the actual breaking, the actual eating comes from one loaf of bread. That's the opinion of Rashi. 
The Rashbah says no. The Gemara raises such a possibility in the name of Rav Kahana, but then brings Rabbi Zeira, who disagrees, and says one must break both loaves of bread. One should cut both loaves of bread. In reference to this machloket, this dispute of the Rishonim, we find that the Shulchan Aruch holds like Rashi. Shulchan Aruch says, Botzea al kikarot, she'ochez shtehen beyado, u'votzea ha'tachtona. The betzea, the term betzea in the broad sense, the bracha, the preparation for eating, is with two loaves of bread. She'ochez shtehem beyado. He holds both in his hands, but when it comes to the actual betzea, the actual breaking or cutting of the bread, ha'tachtona, the lower one, the bottom one, one of them, not both of them. And as we noted earlier, since the Shulchan Aruch follows the understanding of Rashi, therefore he understands that Rav Kahana's opinion is accepted the halacha, and what Rabbi Zera is saying is an additional aspect of a large piece, and therefore in Seif Bet says the Shulchan Aruch, mitzvah livtzoah b'shabbat, one should use a large slice, a big piece. The opinion of the Shulchan Aruch is the opinion of most poskim, though some poskim felt that we should follow the opinion of the Rashba and consequently break both or cut both loaves of bread. And to this day, there are differing customs, some who do cut both loaves of bread, and most people who suffice by cutting initially only one loaf of bread. But when relating to this single loaf of bread, the Shulchan Aruch wrote, hatachtona. One cuts the bottom loaf of bread. The um, idea of a lo- the bottom loaf of bread comes from the Kabbalah, that at night the bottom loaf should be used, and the Shulchan Aruch here accepts this Kabbalic opinion. The Taz, in Sif Katan Aleph, brings in the name of his father-in-law, the Bach, and says that the Bach did not understand this uh, Psak of the Shulchan Aruch, and he disagreed with it. Because he says that we have a principle in the Talmud, in the Gemara, that Ein ma'avirin al ha-mitzvot. When one encounters a mitzvah, an object for the purpose of mitzvah, that should be used first and one should not skip over it and use or do something else. Consequently, one should use that loaf of bread that comes first to him. If we pile two loaves of bread, then seemingly the top loaf is the first one that one would encounter. It covers the lower one. And therefore, to use the lower one would be ha'avara al ha-mitzvot, going over one thing for a purpose of mitzvah to use the other. And says the Bach, I don't understand how for the purpose of Kabbalah we ignore an explicit point of halacha in the Gemara. 
the Taz suggests a resolution and says that what he would do is he would hold the two loaves in such a way that the bottom one jutted out or stuck out closer to him, causing a situation that when he's coming from himself towards the bread, the first one was actually, the first one he encountered was actually the bottom bread. And therefore, by taking the bottom bread, there was no problem of ha'avara al-hamitzvot. And therefore, he would be able to keep the principle of ein ma'avirin ha'amitzvot while at the same time following this Kabbalistic custom of using the bottom bread rather than the top bread. Other achronim suggest simply to take one loaf of bread in your hand first, then take a second loaf and put it on top of it. By having taken that loaf initially, on the, the bottom one, as first, that is already the beginning of the process, and therefore when you use that, it would not constitute ha'avara al-hamitzvot. Again, this is all an issue of customs, and there are different opinions in the chronim, whether one has to uh, use the bottom one or not. If one is to use the bottom one, it would be advisable to use one of the resolutions of the achronim that we mentioned. Um, but even if not, there is the Shulchan Aruch to be so uh, that we can not follow the principle of Ein Ma'avirin mitzvot because of this Kabbalistic minah. When we read the Rambam, we noted that the Rambam said that the Kviya, the setting of the Seuda as a Seudat Shabbat, had two components. One was the bread, the Lecha Mishnah, which we spoke about. But the Rambam first mentioned, Tzarich likvoa kol seuda mishloshtam al hayayin. Each of these meals would, or requires, uh, having wine. What is it that the Rambam means when he speaks of the necessity of wine? The tour in Siman Reish Tzadi Aleph writes as follows, V'katav HaRambam Zal Shegam B'Seuda Shlishit Kovea Al Hayayin The Rambam wrote that even in the Seuda Shlishit the Kviya, the setting of the meal is determined with wine Uvotzeh Al Shtikikarot and he says the bracha and breaks two breads the Avi Adoni Harosh Zal and my father the Rosh Lo My father would not say a bracha on the wine in Sudash Lishit Mishum de Itkash Yom Lelaila because we equate day and night Inyan Kiddush for the purpose of Kiddush. Ma Laila Sagi Bechadzimna Af Bayom Nami Bechadzimna. As at night, the Kiddush is said once, we suffice with one Kiddush, so too during the day, once I've said the Kiddush during the day a single time, I've fulfilled my requirement of Kiddush and achieved what the Kiddush is meant to achieve, which we will discuss later on, with the single Kiddush that's said on Shabbat morning.
The fact that the um, tour states that there seems to be a difference of opinion between the Rambam and the Rosh. And the Rosh, he explains, the not, does not use the wine because of a halacha of Kiddush. Namely, the tour understood that the Rambam was talking about using the wine for the purpose of Kiddush. Namely, that the Rambam requires every meal, including Seudash Lishit, to begin with Kiddush. There is a certain logic, though the Rambam did not use the term Kiddush here, there is a logic to the Torah's understanding, because the Rambam proceeds with Kvi'ah, when he says, Likvoa kol suda mishloshtam al hayayin, the Kvi'ah is, we're setting ourselves for a meal with wine, and then only, he says, al shteki karot. If um, the wine comes first, that seems to indicate that the wine is meant to be a kiddush. But the Beit Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Karo, in his Beit Yosef, and um, in the Kesef Mishneh, brings opinions and seems to be his opinion that the Rambam need not be understood in that manner. The Rambam could be understood just that the meal on Shabbat, namely even Sudash Lishit, needs to include in it wine. Wine is a part of the meals on Shabbat, and having wine at a meal is an indication of an important meal. A meal that's not just uh, another quick eating, even if it's with bread, but an important meal, one that has given, is given significance. We drink not just water, but we drink wine at the meal. The um, dispute here in understanding the Rambam, as I said, has its logic. On the one hand, the Rambam does not mention the term Kiddush, as he speaks about Kiddush in the 29th parak, in Perak Haftet. On the other hand, the Rambam does talk about the wine as Kovea, not just a part of the meal, and more importantly, mentions the wine as preceding the Shtei Kikrot, and the only time that the wine would precede the bread would be if it's coming as a unique entity as a Kiddush. But on the other hand, as we said, he doesn't mention Kiddush, and therefore it could be understood, like the Beit Yosef suggests, as just drinking wine. Most Achronim, most Poskim, are of the opinion that there is no need for wine uh, at Seudash Lishit. But the Aruch HaShulchan brings down that there is a minhag of Kabbalah to make uh, Kiddush during the third meal, during Sudash Lishit. The Aruch HaShulchan brings it as follows. He says, 
מיודעת המקובלים, the opinion of the מקובלים, שגם בסעודה שלישית צריך כוס יין לקידוש. And that says the ארוך השולחן, ומימינו לא שמענו מי שעשה כן. Says the ארוך השולחן, I've never heard of anybody seriously doing this, but he does mention that there is this minhag kabbalah. In any event, even if it's not as kiddush, the opinion of the Rambam, at least, is that wine should be a component of all seudot on Shabbat.